Happy New Year. Merry yeah. New Year! It is actually <laughs> first show of the new year, 2020. Hey Merry guys, New Year! <laughs> Back. We are moving. We right. are moving. New Year, same us. Let's get mm. cracking, guys. All right, so, guys. No, how was your Christmas? It's been all right, you know. I've eaten so much to the point that I don't even know why I'm going to say this. But I'm going to say it. I've stretched out my belly so much that oh for the first gosh. time in my life. I've got stretch marks there on my tummy. What? I know. Now you went too far. I know. Don't you? That's too much. I don't know how it happened. Actually, I do Whoa. know how it happened. You see them rums that I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were insta. That's yeah. That story. I had a lot. I was like, oh my god, did I really push it out that much? No, so gosh, like, man. Mum was like, what is that in your belly? I was like, mum, I think I did it to myself. You got stretch marks. Yeah. No, that ain't that ain't cute. Man. I know. Definitely. You need to get back in the gym, bruv. Oh, let me show you. I haven't even shown you. Look. Wait a minute. Can you see it? Nah, that's not even... <laughs> Cover that up. <laughs> Cover that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm genuinely shocked. I can't... Be- I've never had that there ever before. I'm going to see if I can rub No, but what is inside there still now? What's going on? Just like, it just won't go down. It won't oh budge. Look at it. She's got a food baby, I know. <laughs> I'm giving myself to the end of the month to get it done. Yeah, now that needs to go. I'm going to be monitoring you. That is... Well, the thing is, when I put on weight, it just literally sits on my tummy. Yeah, but so does mine, but I don't get stretch marks, babe. I know. <laughs> I like, and you I've know what, knowing had, that, yeah. knowing that, that all all my um, excess kind of goes to my cheeks yeah. and my tummy. Like, I, sometimes I try to hold it down. Now, you know me, I like to chow yeah. down. But yeah, I try to hold it down um, over Christmas. And also, I've got a cold now and I've had a succession of colds December into January. And I think that has helped... <laughs> almost like it helped me not put on weight because you know it takes your appetite away to a certain extent so you know I um I had a good one I had a um I ran a fever over Christmas for a bit but yeah it was it was just nice and relaxing like easing myself now gently back into work and I'm just like oh, oh yeah I just remembered I have a job oh, <laughs> like, no, right? then one like, oh. I've literally got people oh will you train me and I'm like I'm looking at my own belly you, you want me to train you I need to train myself but it's fine so yeah I've got work to do do you know so, what you should do a thing you should do maybe I should tell you off here but I think you should mm. do a program I think you should do a shift your Christmas yeah, program and do it now like 20 I'm days I'm doing it for myself it. I'm doing it already I've started already yeah so, so um, thing it document it we yeah. want to see because definitely I will but you don't have to wait so don't worry I've got I'm going to be asking already. you next year yeah, next will. week sorry <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I'll want. i give you pro, I'll give you progress it will be updates. going down that is a thing the thing is I know my body so my thing is if I overindulge, like I said, it will literally sit on my tummy. But equally, once I rein it back, it comes off pretty quickly, quickly. which is probably why I have the stretch arts because my belly will go up, down, up, down, up, down, yeah. which is why they say you shouldn't yo-yo diet because mm. the, the stress it takes on your skin. Mm. So that fortunately for me over the years, as I've spoken about my weight before, it has been up and down and I don't have that many mm. marks on my body. Mm. However, I'm getting older now and this time my body was like, bitch you did too much so this is your little warning don't do that again right so 2020 christmas i will not be overindulging in the way that yeah. i did before but let's also talk about 2020 christmas in in ghana your people's ace mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Ace. did we fumble why weren't we there i don't even understand you know when it's just like 
I'm just looking at myself sometimes in the mirror and I'm like, is that a clown I see in the background? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> of all years, is this the year you decided not to touch home? Mm. I was like, people were living, having the best time, eh? their best living lives. Life. I couldn't believe mm. the enjoyment <laughs> that I've seen. On social media, mm-hmm. both in Nigeria and in Ghana. Yeah. In Nigeria, they had hashtag Detty December. I said, wow. <laughs> I want to join right? in. Right? The year that I'm not there, you lot are doing hashtags, mm-hmm. yeah? No, the whole of the whole of West Africa looked... Well, I say the whole of... Let's just keep it real. Nigeria and Ghana looked lit yeah, yeah. this December. And um, I know so many people that went to Ghana and it looked absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, Nigeria just looked like it was popping off as it always does. Mm. Concerts, functions, enjoyment, <laughs> beach parties, every kind of party. And I was just like looking around and I'm like, oh, London. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. So I don't even know. I don't even want to say like, oh yeah, next year I'm definitely going to be there because, you know, it's been it's been that mm. but i just want to know why this year i know that in ghana it was like the year of the return mm. they were saying so ghana was actively putting out a call for people in the diaspora to come back quote unquote home mm. and i think that has been actually a really popular call to action especially with um a number of african americans who um uh, you know, as per the name African-American, understand that that's where their heritage is from, mm. but ha- have no real way because of um, slavery and, or, and their history, have no real way of like um, knowing where exactly they were from. Yeah. So having a, a, a an actual positive call to come home to them and, you know, Ghana calling them home and saying this is your home Mm. I think has been really empowering for a number of like black and African Americans and black people all over the world and I know that um huge numbers huge numbers of um travelers have been in Ghana this December which is amazing for Ghana and its economy and I really but I really hope the one thing that I will say is that I really hope that all of these things do trickle down to the everyday Ghanaians um, in the same way that I I recognise that sometimes when I'm in Nigeria, I'm from Nigeria, Mm. I'm Nigerian, but I definitely, especially if I'm there over Christmas, I definitely recognise and and have been recognising that I have have tourist privilege, Mm. I have I have Alabike privilege. Mm. I'm from the UK and I'm there and I'm with my pounds and I'm with my UK accent and with my UK mm. drip and it, it affords you a certain level yeah. of privilege. I mean, that's that's definitely down to making, sh- well, hopefully the authority, the Ghanaian authorities and the Nigerian authorities or the, like, kind of like the hierarchy who are kind of overseeing everybody coming in, kind of making sure that local Nigerians and local Ghanaians actually get the money sent to them or get the money spent in their areas or wh- whatever the case may be, because... 
similar story in the Caribbean is that particularly when carnivals are happening over there on their mm. different islands, a lot of the times what they have been accused of is kind of reaching Who out. Who've been accused of it? Um, just um, in terms of like carnival and stuff like that, yeah. a lot of the larger bands will tend to kind of um, try to obviously get the American dollar. So what's been happening within the last couple of years is them kind of actively inviting obviously Americans and people who are not from the Caribbean from more kind of Western countries to, to come, come over. Yeah. And a lot of the locals are complaining things like they, they're not able to participate in the activities because right. it's really expensive for them to do so. It's like, we're talking like mortgage money right so if you're to them to them yeah Yeah. not even to them to us because sometimes looking at them prices like you want me to pay a thousand dollars right for a costume that's a lot of money but they know that they can get that money from people from over there so they come over for about eight days to party and then you know that money is given to the bands however the people who are actually from maybe trinidad or jamaica wherever the case may be are probably seeing the smallest amount and how are they that. even seeing that Pfft, barely i mean like maybe locals who i i don't know will probably sell kind of like i don't know maybe t-shirts or food oh, right, or stuff like okay. in that kind of respect yeah but at the same time they feel like in terms of the actual festivities yeah. they're very much left out of it because they're it co- costs economically shut out yeah it costs mm. way too much for them to be involved yeah in that respect so yeah. hopefully nigeria and ghana will probably will won't kind of do things like that well i think i don't know i I mean involved we we might be let me just speak for nigeria i don't Mm. know if the night you know nigeria and tourism as to traveling to nigeria Mm. right and nigeria as a as a tourist destination are two completely different things okay and um it's difficult to understand um whether there is any real governmental policy in terms of distribution of tourism wealth. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Of distribution of any wealth when you see the state of um, Nigeria. Mm. So there's that. In terms of Ghana and the amount of people that have gone there over this particular December to January period, whether or not... The um, the Ghanaian um, government um, are going to be able to harness all of that extra income and then distribute it in, in any particular way. I guess there's going to be a matter of governmental policy, but also I feel like the onus is on the tourists themselves mm. because... Um, Sometimes you can imagine when you go to countries and you are going there with the strength of your UK pound or your US dollar, you're in an, you're operating in an economy where, you know, your money is worth so much over there. But then you get there and then you still want to maybe do things like you're in the market and you want to haggle. Don't haggle. Mm. Just pay, pay over. When I'm in Nigeria and I'm in the market, I'm always paying over. It might not be a lot over, but there's no point in me haggling. I know that you've set your price high anyway. <laughs> the moment you've heard my accent, or the moment you oh, see my, my, let me my get those pounds. right, or the moment you see me ho- hovering behind my auntie, yeah. whispering to her, telling her what I want. <laughs> but at the same time, in the big scheme of things, when I look at whatever you're charging me, mm-hmm. it still means it still means next to nothing 
in terms of the money that I'm coming with. So there's that that can be done. It can be by um, just ensuring that when you're out there, that you do you do buy local stuff. You know, maybe not just being in a hotel and buying or buying from big chains, but like literally going out and venturing out and trying to trying to immerse yourself more in the localized economies of which of which there must be several hundred, if not thousands all around Mm -hmm. the major cities in these countries. So, um, yeah, I just hope I just hope regular the regulars and the locals have felt some of the positive effects of this complete in, influx of um, uh, travellers to to Nigeria and Ghana, because that could, to Nigeria and Ghana, because I feel like that would be the absolute cherry on the cake. Like knowing that not only are people going there, they get into experience the culture. I'd love to bring a contingent of my mates to Nigeria. That remains a dream of yeah. mine, but also that then people in Nigeria, people in Ghana will be like, oh, last December, like, yeah, we made some dough from these Mm. people, from these tourists, from these noisy tourists, you know? So, um, yeah, but it it looked, it looked absolutely, from the people's stories that I saw, it looked absolutely amazing on um, social media. And it's definitely, definitely giving me a kick up my bum, makes me want to like, brush off my passport now to be honest <laughs> to go what to go like, by the end of this year no nah, way before the end I'm definitely mm. going way before the end of this year but I mean it's just got me in the mood to travel mm. um but yeah work yeah, <laughs> so I'm telling you boy ain't there's that, that ain't that the one all right cool let us move on so we are going to discuss this Stormzy and Wiley beef, but we're not going to discuss it in the way that you're probably thinking, like who won and blah, blah, blah. Because who do you think won though? Let's just get that out of the way. <sighs> who do I think won? I think mm. they both won. And I think they won for different reasons. Mm. I think if you're somebody that understands clashing, you'll probably understand what I mean. Um, if, all right, Right now, we have, you know, it's, it's it, you know. No, you just can't. a quick answer. Who do you think won? Stormzy or Wiley? Who do you think took the L? Or who do you think if you was I marking it on a boxing I don't think anyone took an system? L, honestly. I just, I'm just taking it for it's just a clash. I really don't, it, to me. Lyrically, who do you think was better? Um, Stormzy. Yeah. But only by just. Yeah. And I say that based on the fact that. Oh. Uh, no, it's just anyway. Let's yeah, just go back just to won. the subject. But anyway, it's just a short form yeah, answer. Really, it's just, guys. it's just, it is what it is. The last, the last um, response from Stormzy was all like, was all to me was incredible. So that mm. was that. But as a whole, I think people are literally out there saying that this has ruined Wiley's career, and there are other people actually saying that, oh, you know, Stormzy shouldn't do this anymore because he's too mainstream. This will definitely destroy his career. And I'm like, this is coming from people I know don't understand the ins and outs of clashing they don't understand definitely don't understand the history of grime and where it came from I think Stormzy has a new set of fans who are very as I said mainstream they're probably under the age of 25 so to them music in itself probably only was just created maybe like five years ago so they Mm -hmm. they just don't understand the history of it Mm. so if you're somebody that knows clashing and understands grime you know that this is literally just a moment in history and then two boys will continue or men 
to do what they've always been doing. Mm. Like, it's really funny because whilst all of this is going on, we've got some people saying, oh, this is going to finish. Wiley's been, fi- Wiley's, um, it's been destroyed by Stormzy. Mm. His last single literally just went platinum, literally mm. like three days ago. Mm. So Whose last single? Um, Wiley's, mm. Bosey, mm. which is a smash hit. And then I think Stormzy's album, did it go to number one, Ace? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, who, who's, one, whose careers are being destroyed? Because after all well, of what's this... The, what's the thing? What is the issue of... of so, you're saying that you feel like fa- fans, yeah. and I'm doing air quotes here, are talking about the clash, but don't really understand exactly. what the, the roots of clash culture to understand mm. the clash. So, but then, is there, is there anything that one can do about that? Um... Cause that's, I mean, that's if you always... want, the thing is, if you want to, like the the history books are there, like it's all mm. written. If you really, if you really want to know about clashing, mm. you can do your own research on that, rather than making these outlandish assumptions, thinking that both of these guys are going to end their careers tomorrow. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Where does this opinion of yours come from? Uh, shall you... I tell you? Shall I tell you where it comes from? It comes from the. It's rooted in a presumption or an assumption that their careers have been made, are built mm. and made in in the mainstream. Yeah. That's that's the presumption. Mm-mm. And then because this is not mainstream behaviour, yeah. then it's like, oh, oh, oh no, this is this is gonna ruin this, this is gonna ruin that. Mm-mm. Whereas if you know and understand the history of their respective careers, the history of their respective of their genre of music. You'll understand that this is business as usual. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is like this is normal. This is what we expect. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're catching. You know what? Oh great. <laughs> I would say that Wiley is the best case study for what you just said, simply because this is somebody who. How long has he been in the game for what? 20, 15, 20 years maybe? And throughout his entire career, he's done nothing but clash everybody <laughs> in the scene and yet has managed to successfully mm. jump into the mainstream, give you a, a little dance track or two. Mm. I want to see a light-skinned girl, girl on the road mm. or, you know, the Fox, that Fox song that he did. Mm. You know, and like I said, the last song that went platinum, Bosi. Like, we keep buying his music in the mainstream, but yet every time he clashes, there's some idiot, some idiot out there who is of the impression that... Your career is over. If mm. it was going to be over, it would have done 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about in this regard, please be yeah. quiet, be quiet. Isn't that the thing? Isn't that the problem with like so many things at the moment that it is so many, so many aspects of um, pop culture, popular culture, and it's like wider sense are being consumed by people who I know this is going to sound really snobby. Like, mm. who am I? I'm not. I'm not some music connoisseur or anything. But you lot don't even get it. And you're just here <laughs> chatting. Just chatting. <laughs> you know when you have that view. Like, yeah. It's like, do you know what? When I get really riled up, it's along the same lines of when I hear people. I don't. I'm not trying to be controversial, and I see why sometimes they're in the same conversations. And I'm obviously very biased because you know I'm. I'm not. I'm not a Nicki Minaj stan, mm. but I do like Nicki Minaj 
style music talent etc mm. but sometimes when people talk about Nicki Minaj and Cardi B in the same conversation mm. I, I I do feel a bit tense <laughs> <laughs> did you say I, tense? I, I do I do I do feel a bit angry about it. Stop <laughs> it. Like don't mention that young buck's name mm. in big people conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, sometimes I know I know what you mean because I know when when they start going off the Cardi B fans, I know what space they're coming from. It's because they like her. That they is they it. Like her, and they don't and think she's about mainstream success. Yeah, exactly. And that is fine. But when we're talking about lyrical ability, you're Flow, not fucking with Nikki. Content. You're just not. Style. I, I, I like them both. Cadence, diction. I can separate the two. And I know who's got the lyrical, you know, chops to go at it. And it, it's not Cardi. Cardi Thank is a you. different kind of artist. So when you're comparing the two, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't okay. make sense. It's like, just say that you don't like Nicki Minaj. And keep oh, it yeah, and keep it moving rather than trying to compare ability. Apples and pears. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It's like, did you? Oh, do you know? Oh, so speaking of clashes, did you um, see the interview that Drake did? I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I couldn't watch so it. He was giving his um, opinion on the um, obviously you know Pusha T the Pusha T thing, and I was like, Drake, I liked everything you said up until this point because. You're talking bullshit now. No, but some, do you know what? The thing is, I'm, I feel as though I may have to, and this is a, an interview Drake re- recently did. Is it with Rap Radar? Yeah. Right. So um, I, I feel as though I may need to watch it because I, I feel like maybe, yeah, you and I have already discussed it mm. like personally. And I think you're saying that he's acting like he didn't take it out. Mm. He and is. He said he don't I feel, feel like, like he lost spoke, anything. Is that what he said? Yeah. I feel like I've spoken to some people who feel you didn't like actually no, no, no. lose anything. Like you're not. You haven't lost your millions. You haven't lost your fans. Blah 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 blah. Is that is that what he's saying it as? He he's just saying it is that it's not a loss for him and that he doesn't believe in Pusha T or anything that he says and and just really just kind of like downplay no, the no, whole no. thing. <laughs> no, no, and no. I just thought. <laughs> What does now. he mean? <laughs> he didn't take a lot because I need to understand the semantics but of this. This is how people, this is what annoys me, and this is why I know people don't understand what a clash is. Like Drake, I but love Drake. Drake knows. But this is it, and this is why he's annoying me because it's like I understand ego probably is making you say what you're saying right now, but in this particular so he aspect. He doesn't think he lost the clash. No. Wow. <laughs> Wow. He went as far as to say, yeah, I, I'm not, he's not a fan of Pusha T's work, which is, That's fine. Uh, which is nonsense because there's video footage of him. There's tweets of him. Giving an interview talking about how great he thinks. You yeah, know, he may be talking Pusha, about now. Like, with that, I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, I could pull the receipts right now. It's yeah, right he's there. definitely tweeted about, about yeah, them, and I that, think, um, in the past. What was the other thing that he was saying? That, yeah, you know, it, it was um, a good move that, you know, he reached for the fact that I had a son and everything and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it wasn't. He was just basically trying to play it down. And I'm like, Drake, no. Like, I, mm. I, I love Drake to death. And with, when Drake drops another album, I'm going to buy it. That's what it is. But in this little history of music here, in terms of a clash like man reaching for whatever they're reaching for, you lost this one and it's fine. Like I, but he doesn't see it like that. He doesn't see it like that. Wow, okay. And I'm just talking about in terms of like the same thing as, um, like I said, I feel like Stormzy won this particular battle mm. of 
words. Mm. I think overall, I think the both of them have won because we're still talking about grime um, offline. Yeah, but see, that is, 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 the problem I have with that statement mm. is that now we are being sucked into some sort of, you know, uh, like a like a, an intellectualization of the whole scenario. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, yeah, I know we're still talking about it. We're like, we're on a podcast right now and we're still talking about it. And like the audience are still talking about it. And yeah, you know, that's, and so that's a win for the culture, man. But that, <laughs> that's, that, that statement is irritating because I think it's the, it's the, it's the other end of the spectrum mm. of, of this kind of lack of knowledge of what's going on. Let's put that aside and let's just talk about if this is like a, 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 a hip hop clash or a, a grime clash or a, or a sound clash or, a, you know, a wreck. Mm -hmm. All you want to know is who done the dance? No, but I'm, I'm talking see, about no, no, it. I don't know. No, I, get, no, I, I, I need I to explain what, no, no, for no, the... No, um, let me just finish the... my sentence. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying, so I'm saying that on that spectrum of, you know, so... Um, it's 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 a win for this and it's a win for that because they're all get. I feel like that that is the other end of the spectrum that we started off talking about, which was oh why are they why <laughs> they shouldn't really be doing this because this is like you know it's it's oh it's 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 it's, it's terrible. I mean it's going to ruin his career. Like you know get out of this mm, convo mm, man you don't even so it's almost taken it to the other end of the extreme so and that's why i feel like that's why i just started on the tip of let's just firstly just get quickly out of the way mm. who won because that's just the basics of it mm. and then let's intellectualize it and take it apart and da 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 because mm, mm. that ain't really the basis of mm. it that's just currently mm. where we are with it we're going to do that. We're going to talk about it. People are going to talk about it. We've got social media going mad. People are creating free Wiley's yeah, mum from sites. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Twitter. We are talking about it now because I still think that the mainstream still sees grime as this little nothing, any, you know, genre of music that's like, you know, kind of like the underdog. And it's like within the last five or even 10 years, I would argue that this genre has actually pushed British music so far forward in like culturally, like literally the whole world is talking about, there's videos from, um, um, American influencers who um, provide content where they um, kind of review music and stuff like that. If you go online or if you go on YouTube, you can see them literally um, reviewing all of these UK artists, yeah. particularly the grime ones, and they're like trying to learn, like you know, the the different I artists when I first and blah blah. Those videos and they didn't they, like it. I I find them really funny yeah. because it's like, wait, wait, what did it say? And yeah, then they yeah, rewind yeah. it and everything, and it's like you can see the excitement then because they're yeah. learning something new and yeah. it's like they're learning our slang and our cultures and da 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 da. Yeah. And then a lot of the times they're seeing that a lot of the things that we do actually aren't that different. Yeah. It's just like little different kind accent. of nuances <laughs> and stuff beat. like that. So yeah. for me, that's what I'm saying. It's a win for the culture. It's like if this means that it's still being I get the what you genre mean by that's that. been, then I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm so, not saying yeah, I don't yeah. understand what you mean. I, I I completely understand what you mean. I just still think it's on the level of the the, the conversational piece, mm. which is like almost like adjacent to just the real what you and I would say. Yeah, oh yeah. wow, who won that? It's to me. It's like that's what I said, yeah. and we're just like just let them clash in it. Right? They want to clash. It's a clash. And then yeah. you've got all these mainstream, oh my God, it's, it's going to ruin careers. It's yeah. going to ruin lives. It's like, no, like, like Stormzy is about to start his world it. tour. The Guardian is writing some mad headline about it. Like, oh my gosh, isn't this quite 
quite riveting. Quite riveting. And it's like, again, if you were to do your research, you would know there's a whole history yeah. of grime and seas clashing each other to the, you know, to, to the, you know, to the, to the hills. So it, I just find it quite funny. Also as well, I think there's a bit of a snobbery, um, that is aimed towards the grime scene mm. within our community as well. Cause I've seen certain, um, posts and mm. opinions from people who are just like, oh, oh, just that kind of whole. But in what sense? Like, they just don't like, like the oh my musical. Gosh these black men, why are they going at each other? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and right. it's like, but we, we know what it is. Like yeah. nobody is dying. Yeah. I would like much prefer to see people verbally go at each other yeah. than actual what's happening out there. Yeah. In Again, the streets. I put that on that same spectrum. Yeah. Which displays a lack of understanding. But this is it. And it's like, on. but this is coming from within our community. Yeah. When I say within the community, I'm not talking about the grime community. I'm talking about yeah. black people black as a whole. And yeah. I, I, think I would actually aim it at kind of like a slightly older yeah. generation. Yeah. And I think maybe they're saying that because they think, oh, this is going to influence the younger ones to start acting mad. And it's like, mm. no, it's not. Mm. You know, like there's a lot of things. Please don't start aiming that yeah. at, 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 at this because to then be honest, it's a whole new um, yeah, conversation. To be honest, in terms of feeling as though watching two artists go back and forth is going to influence young people. There is a, there is in and amongst some of the, um, the tit for tat bits of violence that we hear going on in and around London. Mm. There is already a side piece to that where one of the things now is then putting, putting, the, the the stories and the disses into music which is then um like associated with like a particular group or a particular estate or a particular yeah. area and if you if you see the content that's being put out they specifically reference their so-called ops their mm. so-called targets and it's it's real life dangerous stuff mm -hmm. and it's real life stuff that's happening and they'll talk about it um and there are, you know, particular artists from like the Northwest London area that I'm aware of that are like caught up in this whole tit for tat thing. So, um, you know, people saying, oh, it's going to influence. No, mm -mm. That, I mean, you, then you need to be aware that there's stuff like that that's really happening. And actually, you shouldn't um, align what Stormzy and, and, and Wiley are doing with that. Because actually, one hopes that this is not, you know, the beginning of a whole Biggie Tupac type <laughs> scenario, but this is all good, clean mm, fun. Yeah. Because it is, is part it. of it the is, culture. It is, it's part of the culture. It's, it's, as, as you've used the term, mm. it's a war of words. Mm, mm. You just, you only draw for your words. That's all it needs to be. And people will, people will choose who they think won that war of words. It. I think, um, I've worked with Wiley before and I think if you, if you are somebody that knows him or has worked with him or been around him at any given time you you will know that he's really extremely passionate yeah about grime to the yeah. point where sometimes people think you know the way that he articulates himself is just they don't understand it and I can understand why because he just says what's on his mind and yeah. that's pretty much it but a lot of the times when I think back to certain things that he said and that he's done mm. he hasn't been incorrect I've not come across 
I've not, I can't think of a time where I'm like, you're kind of wrong on this one. You always get the root of his point. Yeah. And mm. it's just the way that he does it. I think he comes across as so like, that sometimes yeah. are like, oh my God, where has this come from? Mm. But I think he has like somebody who I know who knows him well says he's somebody that has so much things going on in his head that mm. he'll just say something and it will sound random then he'll say another random thing and it sounds like he's going off on a tangent but mm. actually there's like nuggets in mm. what he is saying and then it will kind of come to fruition maybe like a little way down the road and people yeah. will tend to forget yeah. that actually Wiley was saying that from before yeah. I don't know if you remember um, I can't remember it was either Wireless or it was um, Glastonbury and I think he was supposed to perform at one of those two festivals and he ended up not performing there I think he was annoyed with them because I don't think they offered him the money that he wanted that he actually wanted or that he felt like he deserved so we ended up booking a flight to Jamaica and going and I think he filmed himself in Jamaica when everybody was expecting him to turn up to this, this festival this rings a little bit of a bell but it yeah. might be just because there's been a lot of no shows yeah Wiley, so. Wiley is a and that's what I'm saying Like, if he feels like he's being mugged off he's right. just not going to come and yeah. that's, that's pretty much it yeah. but what I do remember is somebody that I again another person who I know works in the music industry she was working on an event and her job was to kind of um tally up the sales of all the artists for that particular music year mm. and she's not someone who's a fan of grime so yeah. this is all new to her so when yeah. she was doing all of her sums and stuff like that she was like no i had no idea wiley shifted that amount of units yeah within that within that year yeah apparently he had sold more than some of the favorite mainstream kind of acts so 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 when he's demanding he has a, a certain right to. fee, he has a right to, but people are thinking, oh, he just needs to be grateful again. This snobbery comes out, of and... comes out of people because mm. he's wily from the grime scene. So therefore he should be grateful mm. for, for, for crumbs and whatever it is that, you know, the mainstream are offering him. When my man's like, I'm a millionaire. I don't need to come to your little shitty event. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to book my ticket and I'm going to piss off to Jamaica and I'm going to have fun. Yeah. You're not going to undercut me. Otherwise, I'm just not going to come. Yeah. You know what? what's, um, I think, slightly entwined in this point as well that you were making about um, Wiley and the things he says? Mm. That when I was listening to, I think it's, uh, I can't remember if it was Egypt's Gangman 1 or 2. <laughs> But when you listen, no, but when you actually listen to some of the bars, mm. I think the reason why I'm saying um, Stormzy won mm. was because Stormzy was on straight shelling. Mm. Whereas Wiley, funnily enough, was doing a bit of explaining mm -hmm. in his in his bar. So he was it's a it's, he's warring, but he was also kind of doing some explaining. And in terms of like letting off shots they weren't really shots it was more background mm. but actually it was very informative mm -mm. it was very informative that's what, what that's he was saying people and, think and, he's an idiot right, he's not an idiot why he knows he was, what's going yeah. on in the scene this is somebody who created the genre yeah. imagine you create a genre Cheryl yeah right and loads of people pop off become millionaires off of the back of it yeah then you've got idiots who were literally born just yesterday yeah. telling you that you shouldn't have an opinion or yeah. that you shouldn't say anything, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm saying this and this has got nothing, actually nothing to do with Stormzy. Stormzy's doing his thing and I think he's amazing. Yeah. And he's done a lot for the culture. But I think 
maybe one of the reasons as to why Wiley kind of made a beeline for Stormzy is because he is the top dog at the moment. So it makes sense. Because he did his tune with Ed Sheeran. Right, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense for him to go at Stormzy. But I th- Stormzy is also extremely smart. Mm. He, again, understands the culture, comes from the culture. He's probably at the beginning thinking, why is my man coming for me? Mm. But then I, I think... Him being who he is and being the smart person that he is, is like, okay, understand where you're going with this. I've got a little bit of time. Let's go back and forth. So he gets it. Mm. So I don't think he is in his feelings in the way that his fans who don't understand, again, Mm -hmm. the culture of clashing are in their feelings. Mm. He's just like, okay, let's just do this back and forth and we go. Yeah. But I don't think um, Stormzy is somebody that does not represent Grime. I feel like he represents it well and he represents it all day. Mm. But I think from Wiley's perspective, he has probably seen people come in and out of his culture, take what they want and then piss off. Mm. And maybe being the person that created it, he's probably had enough of seeing all that bullshit. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I've got a couple of things to say. And if I have to... And also, I think he's also talking about some artists and maybe he feels like Stormzy does fall into this category. Mm. Not maybe paying due deference, perhaps. To to um, Wiley or just to the scene? I think maybe to maybe to him and the scene. I just get Mm. that impression from some of the bits that um, that he said about you know. Maybe maybe I don't know. I'm just going from the tweets that he's recently put. He's he's written things like yeah, this is what I wanted you to do, or this is what almost as if to say this is what I expect from somebody who's at the top who represents grime blah 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 so I don't think um Wiley is unhappy or disappointed with how this is all planning out I think that he wants the energy Mm. of grime to be how he believes it to be or how it was supposed to be Mm. I think this is probably one of his main gripes that's what I'm getting from his tweets it's like okay look when I created this 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 thing this is how it's supposed to be. So if I, if I have to draw a man out in order to get that, then fine, I'm happy to do that. Mm, mm, so mm. that's that's what I think. But I enjoyed the clash very much. Well done to both of them. I think Stormzy won it. I think Pusha T won his one. Sorry, Drake. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Like I'm looking forward to seeing what comes off of the back of this. Um, you going in Storms? Going to see Stormzy's? T- I'd like to go and see the tour. Actually, it's I tour. think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm going to try and f- find someone on this team to hook me up. Though. Yeah, I need some <laughs> tickets. Somebody, anybody, let's do this. What's it called? Wicked Skengman. Wicked Skengman meets the heavy head. Is it? I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wicked Skengman meets the heavy head. Are you joking me? <laughs> All right. So, okay, let's move on to um, um, the favorite roles of the moment. Maybe not. Um, Meghan and Harry have, have announced that they are leaving the United Kingdom. They have had enough. They are packing their bags and they're, they're out of here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I'm surprised to be to I'm be telling fair. you. I can't say I'm surprised. I feel like if I had the means to leave, I would probably leave as well. Why are they staying here? Like Honestly, honestly, mm-hmm. the way that... Um, um, Meghan and Harry have been treated um, by the UK press, um, by people talking about them and the way they talk about them on social media platforms. I would just be like, it's been vile. what? Yeah. I've got, I've got options and I intend to use them. 
And so I think that's what they're doing. And I think more power to them. I have, mm. I literally, I have no qualms. I'm not upset with them. I'm not mad at them. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I am, I am pleased that they are deciding to exercise um, the decision that they have. And I think more power to them. I mean, they have a young child. They don't want to expose their young child to the toxicity that's been going on the surrounding their of stress. relationship. Ugh. Look at what happened to Diana. Mm. You know, the, the whole press um, surrounding her, the, the, the latter part of her life, the way in which she came to die, obviously being chased by paparazzi, the way... Um, you know, the, the press were very much involved in detailing the ups and downs of her marriage to Charles. Listen, Harry's Harry's had more than enough. Mm -mm. More than enough. Before one even begins to talk about then what's happened, um, how the British press have been racist, which they have, towards his wife, you know, the, 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 the manner in which... Um, uh, the birth of his son was greeted. Mm. It's just, it's, it's way too much. Yeah. I'd be off ski as well. Mm -mm. I'd be like, it's, see it's ya. It's interesting. The first person to tweet about it was like Piers Morgan. I'm like, you are disgusting. Like, it's you and your little cronies who are literally going at this woman for the most basic of nonsense. Like, things that, this this outrage that you that you have towards her, why why is the same level of outrage not pointed towards a certain Prince Andrew? To me, I, I feel like that's the biggest shame of the royal family for a good you know good couple of decades. Mm -hmm. You know, you have somebody who was like fraternising with a known you know sexual predator, mm -hmm. but yet your energy and your animosity is aimed at Meghan. And Harry, who's six yeah. in line to the throne, who just at this stage looks like he just wants to live his best life yeah. with his child and his wife. So the thing is, in terms of whether they are um, like leaving, leaving, their statement actually said that what they want to do is step back as being a, a step back from being senior royals mm. and also work to become financially independent, which is what, you know, you would think that people would be applauding at that mm, stage because mm. that's the card that everyone tries to draw on them. Like, oh, well, you know, you can't have any complaints about how you're treated because you are on the public purse. Well, mm. here is them saying, excuse me, that they want to be financially independent. And mm. yet again, they're still up That's for all. still a problem. Yeah. And they've said that what they want to do is actually to split their time between the UK and North America. Um, how that works in practice, mm. one doesn't know because how much time do you want to spend here? How mm. much time do you want to spend there? Why do you want to, you know, why do you want to split your time? Is mm. it that you yeah, have you know work. they've got links over here i guess like you yeah know, but that's what i'm saying so it, really you could still step back and be here but mm. what is it that you want to do there or you mm. could still go there and be completely you know try to be away from the press although i know you know global media now is it is a thing so it's just the mm. the mechanics of, of how that's going to work splitting your life mm. like what's the purpose of that so that remains to be seen but I think the main thing that is the shocker, because I'm not shocked by them doing it. I'm, I'm shocked. But then when you sit back, think about it. And then, you, as I said, these are people with with money and options. Mm. 
therefore I'm not shocked. But what I am tickled by and slightly (laughs) shocked (laughs) is that as I understand it, the rest of the royal family learnt when they dropped the dub plate. <laughs> Yo. So it wasn't yes. like... And they were all upset done. about that. Why did they not tell anyone beforehand? Yeah, it wasn't, apparently it wasn't done in consultation. Mm. They were told there's a statement going out. I don't think they were told the content of the statement. So they learnt in real time like us. Mm. That is the kicker because... That. So this is what they're actually what the press are actually pissed about. Oh well, I th- I th- I, the press are just doing what the press does. The mm. press are acting like the hungry beast that they always are. So I'm not, I'm even going to ignore all the noise that's being made. But I think if one looks at if this is true, what's happened that they dropped the statement on the family mm. more or less at the same time as they dropped it on us. What that tells you is that there are significant rifts between Harry and Meghan as a couple mm. and their own family. Mm-mm. This is not, forget the press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, forget there's the some, press. Listen, some. if I'm leaving, La, <laughs> if I'm leaving, right? Listen, trust me, you're going to get a phone call. You're going to get a phone call <laughs> way I'm, before. Can you imagine I'm looking and I see Cheryl on the beach? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> on, on, on Instagram and she, you know, I'm there sitting, waiting in the studio. <laughs> For this girl to come and do this what does it show say? me. Like, what's going like wait? No, see, so yeah, what does no, that say? It's true, it's true. It's Can true. you see the nonsense? Yeah, of that? no, what I does get that you. Say? The fact that you didn't even not even William, mm. not even a Charles, mm. and not even Granny Elizabeth. Mm. So that means that says to me, that's that's really yeah. what I'm looking at. I think it yeah. says to me that they have had enough. Like, we don't even want to tell you what our plans are. Not even just that they've had enough, La, because they've had enough of the press and the public treatment of them. But what I'm what the what I guess I'm really driving at is one, that they must feel deeply unsupported by their own family. Mm. And two, you never even know if the family are even doing horrible things or or perceptually horrible things. Because if I'm like, I'm stepping down from my job, my job, my role, I'm going to discuss that with my sibling. Mm. I'm going to discuss it with you. I'm going to discuss it with, you know, Mm. if my dad were my dad, my mum. Yeah. yeah. The the, the non-discussion to me means there is problems not just with public relations but with private relations Mm, as well and mm. that's very interesting and that I think is why going back to this whole split in life split in life between hmm, let's see how that works out is it going to be mainly in the UK or are you suddenly going to find it's more North America I think they'll end up I feel like the original plan will be obviously as you said to split their time I think they'll spend more time in the States and less time coming over here I think particularly as they find their feet over there and maybe find their family life and get their routine and do things how they want to. And I think they'll enjoy that freedom. They'll probably enjoy it so much that they're like, why are we putting ourselves through this? Yeah, through through this. And it might even like be a thing of like, even when, let's say they schedule a date to come back to the UK once they've settled over there. Yeah. Can you imagine the level of anxiety that, the two of them will probably because the minute it's announced that they're coming over just for a visit yep. the press are going to be literally at Heathrow Terminal yep. 4 waiting for them and Stormzy's yep. um, Wiley's mum yeah um, <laughs> 
don't. <laughs> to you know to land, yeah. and then and then it just all probably just like once again once the nonsense again. will probably start to kick off. So I think however many times they come over here from the states, it's not going to be few and far between. Yeah, they'll probably travel to other places more frequently. Yeah. than over here and. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I think another thing that is really kind of annoying me is this idea that um, Harry is being uh, manipulated. Oh, because that's what I'm saying. I'm not listening to all that noise. Is Harry some sort of a simp? Ain't he a big man? This is somebody who, you know, we've been told, oh, you know, he went to fight for his country and he did all of these big man things. But the minute Megan comes over, all of a sudden he, he ain't got his own mind. He don't know what he's doing. He's some simp, Mm -hmm. do you know? And it's like, are you joking me? Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, I think that's still all part and parcel of the, we are against Megan type storyline. So definitely I'm, I'm, I'm going to ignore all that noise because, and, and I think again, it is still a distraction mm. from Certain what you teams, and I know yeah, going has on. to be wrong. Mm. You didn't you didn't tell William beforehand. Hold on a minute, that's your only sibling. You lot are bonded in blood, bonded bonded in experience. <laughs> and you lot are the young worlds. And it's do you see what I'm saying? There's yeah. something going wrong there. But honestly, I can I, I truly I truly wish um Megan and and Harry well. Yeah. And do you know what I like about it as well? Again, this is the bit that tickles me. It's another move in people realizing that you see all of this? All of this UK, Great Britain, mm. royalty, this is as frail as, it is as frail as, 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 as mm. bleached, relaxed, <laughs> then curly perms hair. <laughs> huh? You know, you've done yeah, yeah, three yeah. processes you've in left a week. it on there for way too long and all of a sudden it it's is just starting to... frail. Just like burn away. Right? Mm. It is so frail. People look at these things as constants. It's it's just the way it is. Mm. It it must be like this. It will continue like this. No, bruh. We're moving into, we're moving into times. We're moving through times, in my view, of Mm. real change. And I love big, big things like this, which are not really big things, but in, in the scheme of the history of, of the Royal family, who Harry is, who he's, you know, ended up marrying and and now this decision that they've taken and how they've dropped the statement, all the rest of it, it is big. I love stuff like this because it shakes up the, just the feeling of, of, of status quo. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm all for that. Mm. So it's definitely a watch this space type of scenario. I mean, I'm actually quite excited for them. I feel like they need this chance to, 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 cause like they're they're literally in their infancy of their marriage. They've only been married two years. Right. Baby the other day, married for two years. It's like they haven't had, um, any time I think to kind of solidify themselves I doubt they've had a honeymoon period yeah I mean like the good gushy yeah yeah period so in love with my partner yeah I don't think they've had that I think they've just I think they were just just out there and Mm. I just think it must have been mad for them and I I, you know I truly definitely I just feel as though marriage is hard anyway Mm. so I'm told you know (laughs) marriage is hard anyway 
Marriage in the public eye, marriage when you're a, a royal, marriage when you're an interracial couple in a racist country. Yeah, I said it. And then married when you may not be even have the support of your closest family. Mm. Put all that together. Nightmare. Nightmare. So I, I honestly, I wish yeah, them wish well. Them the best. I hope they find the, the, the happiness and the peace that they deserve and that they're clearly looking for. As long as they keep sending me pictures of Archie, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? So shall we do Shady Corner? Yeah. You are the light and then wrap this up. All right. So my Shady Corner goes to Shit Tanks, a.k.a. <laughs> shit Tanks. <laughs> Let me let me talk to you. Let me talk Is to you. Is that Tom let Hanks' me talk son? To you. Yes. <laughs> Can I just say someone called him Shabba? <laughs> I didn't want to laugh. I'm not even going to bless him with with the greatness that is. Shabba you know, Hanks, you the know. one, the, the, the name of our one and true. No, but why was he doing that? Shabba Hanks. He's a dickhead, and this is what pisses me off. And I don't know if I put, should put shit tanks in there, uh, or I should put the people that in, are laughing and yeah, applauding because. A couple of years ago, my man, I don't know if you know that he was is an aspiring rapper. Okay. So he was filmed saying the N-word, blasting it out here, there and everywhere. And obviously he was dragged for it. And then he doubled down as a white man yes, with all the privilege in the world, Tom Hanks' son, telling us that it, it doesn't mean the same thing that it meant back in the day and blah, 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 and all of this. You told so, him that, Rachel Dozier. Right. So, <laughs> ironically, she with that being actually. said, everyone was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, da, 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 around, around that issue there. Mm. Spin, spin, fast forward a couple of years later, my man's on the red carpet, pretending that he's Collie Buds. I wondered why he was doing that though. I didn't get it. I was just, sh- I was shocked. And then Because I don't like, know any backstory about yeah. him. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if people didn't know that happened or they mm. forgot, but everyone is standing around clapping like a seal. Oh my God, he sounds, he sounds, at least he sounds better than Drake. Oh my God, this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, he can fuck off out of here because mm. this is the second time he's done this. And then, it transpired that he dropped a single on SoundCloud, which is like some sort of dance hall. I haven't heard it, but mm. that's what I've heard. So this man has a history of trying to hop into... And this is this is the very definition of a cultural appropriator. It's somebody who jumps into other people's cultures, mm. takes what he wants from it, and then he fucks off. Mm. He's not contributed to the culture any which way, shape or form mm. other than to exploit it. Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're somebody that's clapping like an idiot mm. because it's a white man adopting something that is from black culture, then you're mm. a fucking fool. But even if he's, even if he's, this is the bit I don't even understand. Even if you're making um, dance hall tunes, you're not Jamaican, why are you affecting what I'm presuming was supposed to be a Jamaican accent? What's that got to do with anything? Right. It does. It was at the Golden Globes, and Why it was, are you it doing was just that? mad. To yeah. me, this just looks like an absolute PIWS take. <laughs> Honestly, I if, it, like, if it's just some white dude just came here, just doing what was supposedly a Nigerian accent or something, I'd be like, "Is this? Is he nuts? No, Why is he doing no, that?" I just was not impressed at all. You got people, even like people like Spice. Oh yes, go on, goody. Like no, stop it. Do you know the amount of Jamaicans who... <laughs> it's like, 
I feel like black people have a history of getting so excited about white people who jump into black spaces and do shit that they've been doing since the beginning of time, which is plagiarizing our stuff. So I don't know why you're excited about that. You just said a word, mate. Why are you excited? I don't get it. They've been doing it for time. Every time it happens, we act like it's the first time we've ever seen it. Question, how how do you benefit from it? Right, exactly. And this is what I'm talking about. How do you benefit from it? Oh my God. And people are like, oh, it's not, what's cultural appropriation anyway people like borrow of each other's cultures all the time and if you don't know the difference then you need to wow. be quiet because it's people who don't like i don't like when people say say that about drake because drake has like, literally put his money where his mouth is mm. this is somebody that, that we know historically is very much into grime he loves the shit that's going on in london london's very similar to toronto which is in canada so you, do you know? Do you see mm. what I mean? There's like a bit of a connection there, mm. and it's like he's contributed so much to the point where he's had um, um, British acts on on like doing music with him. He's worked a lot with us, and he's been doing it for ages. Mm. Chet or shit just mm. came out of the woodwork the other day, mm. and talking he's not, about he's not he's not. He's not biracial or no he is white he's rich he's white he's heterosexual he's all the privilege he's tom hanks son he's all the privileges right there at the top and i think what i I do remember when he was using the n-word and he he later apologized for it after people like dragged him to holy hell about it and said oh you know you like i was just trying to um promote myself as a rapper blah blah blah. so there you go Wow. I understand why you shouldn't do that now and da 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 and blah blah blah. It's like Tom, look at the shit that you raise. Like, go and talk to your son. Go and talk to your son. And this is why we get irritated because it's like it's okay for you lot to jump in and then jump out of the culture when you when you whenever you mm. feel like it. We cannot jump in and out of our blackness. Mm. We can't. Mm. When shit's going and bad also, for us, yeah. Who we where are we jump into? And also, but but more more to the point when things are going on within black communities, are you there or are you just on TV doing stupid accents? This is And it. then making music with a hope to profit from it. Well, clearly so. he is. Cause like I said, he uploaded a single. Mm. So it's just the commercialization yeah. of and the culture. And Shadron, you, you need to stop posting nonsense like that, honestly, because all you're doing is you're doing his job for him. Mm. Oh, everyone let's stand and run and clap for, um, Shet Hanks who, did a stupid faux Jamaican accent. Mm. Isn't it great? No, it's not. Yeah, so he can definitely go in Shady Corner and all of those who were clapping like awkward performance Idiots. seals. Black people, stop doing that shit. So stupid. Go in behind him. Who else? Anyone um, else for Shady? Just like people don't believe in climate change. <laughs> Australia is literally burning to cinders yeah. right now. And Who was it that, was it Meatloaf that yeah. came out recently? About Greta, um, is it Thornburg, mm. Thornburg? Or Sharon. <laughs> Some people call her Sharon, oh yeah. That's hilarious, But Bless yeah, her. no, um, yeah, they can definitely yeah. go in because if you're not worried about climate change at this stage of affairs. Even now, shares it's January. This time, this, right, round about this time, it should be snowing. It's cold, but it's not to the point where it's like yeah. bitingly cold, where it's about to snow. Yeah. We've had a very warm winter. The whole world's warming up. Yeah. So if you... Ice caps are melting, guys. It's like you don't really need scientists to tell you. You just need to pay attention. Yeah. That is pretty much it. Yeah. A lot of things are going on with the, with the environment and it's not, it's not cool. And just watching that entire continent. Not con- continent. Mm. Yeah. 
burn to cinders is extremely sad. Mm. Extremely sad. So it's interesting that you remember when, um, what's the name of that church that burnt down? Notre Dame. Mm. <laughs> the name of the church. Mm. <laughs> Do you remember when it burnt down and almost immediately people were just sending and sending and sending money mm. and I think they got, how much did they get? Was it in the billions? Yeah, because I think that the CEO of, was it? Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, an actual country. Yeah, Mm. that's, you know, burning doesn't get the same sort of support. Yeah. How wild is that? I know, I know. Um, Okay, so let's end on a bright Uh, You are the light. Uh, You are the light. You are the light. I want to put Ari Lennox into the light because she said something in a rant recently that really made me... Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, you're right. Let Mm. me um, rephrase that. She said something in response to the fact that somebody had um, likened her and Tiana Taylor to a Rottweiler. Mm. So she went on her live and she was like, you know, I don't understand why people love to come for black people and the way that we look, particularly black black women. women. Mm. You don't ever hear anybody calling or likening any other race, not white women, not um, um, Spanish women, Latinas, Mm. um, to animals in any which way, shape or form. And she made the point that, you know, her saying that the response a lot of the time is, oh, you know, well, it's free speech. Mm. We can say that. And then she said something that really kind of stuck me, stuck with me. And she was like, but why is this your speech? Yeah. And I thought, and I sat there and I was like, you know what? Why is that? Why is that our speech? Yep. Can we start um, unpacking why it is we kind of lean to certain things yeah. and say, typically, like she gave the example, why do we compare um, black women to to animals mm. why are you compare comparing her to a dog mm. as a historical context. yeah so like i just want people to start unpicking and um, and unpacking certain things that we say and that we do yeah. and why as black people why is it where we allow others and ourselves to to kind of denigrate us in that way through language yeah yeah and that's a big question. I think is. we should pick I think we should pick up this thread next week because I have views. I think yeah. we should pick up yeah. this thread next week. It really did. You know of, when someone says something, you're like, oh yeah. And why is that your speech? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's that let let that be our yeah. question. Cause I, I have this thing about, you know, I've I've expressed this to you before about the word aggressive mm. and it being weaponized against um black women. And I tweeted about it and I've locked people off for it in twenty nineteen and I'm not I'm not I'm not ta- I'm not removing yeah, my stance yeah. from it unless apologies are rendered. So let's definitely come back to that because I think there's a thing there and we need to stop doing it. And it mm. even goes for, you know, the the um language even goes for you know, like when you said started off and you said rant and I was like, let's not even call yeah, it a rant. Yeah, it's that's even it. like stuff like that. And mm. th- those ones are like s- subconscious or we're just kind of using it because it's it's almost like social media terminology. Yeah. Or, it's, or, or like, like, people understand this. So let me just say it. Yeah. Not recognizing the fact that actually that has a, a, a connotation yeah, to it. around that. So. Yeah. Why is that your speech? Okay, we'll remember that for next week. Defo. We'll, we'll I just realised, although we went to the to the light, I got to draw us back to the shade because mm. this person definitely has to go in Shady Corner. And it is a guy called Kay Costin, 
K. Austin Collins mm. on Twitter as Melville Matic, who is a film critic for, at Vanity Fair uh, magazine, who thought that it was appropriate, as you, we'd spoken about, to talk about Blue Ivy. Oh my God, how did I forget that? And talk about, he, he, t- he tweeted something along the, in fact, I, I've got a capture of um, the tweet because I was just like, no, this cannot be right. I disseminated mm. that. I was like, is this really what's happening? Early early doors 2020. He tweeted, I have a feeling the Jay-Z face jeans are about to really hit Blue Ivy and I feel so sorry for her. This is a black man <sighs> tweeting about a then seven-year-old. Have you seen the man? Have you seen the man? Then, then <laughs> who comes, who comes flying on the timeline? Mm-hmm. Who comes flying on the timeline to join in the denigration of a seven-year-old Black girl, a white woman. Mm. They haven't already, question mark, she says. And then um, he says, you're right, but she's lucky. If it happens now, she'll definitely grow out of it. Get the uh, get the ugly duckling phase done early. And then he, uh, and then she also tweeted saying, anyway, she, she finds it very difficult to feel sorry for the children of rich people she can get um, plastic surgery, plastic surgery, a la Kylie Kardashian, Kylie Jenner. suggesting that she should? What? So the whole thing so was... So not the fact that she's a child and that you're making comments about a way a child looks, you stupid cow. The whole thing was But disgusting. because she's rich, that's what you're using your justification yeah. for. The Someone whole thing... kick you in your throat. The How about whole, that? Right? The whole thing was disgusting. It, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, are we really here? And then I realized, no, we, mm. we aren't here, but they, they are. There. They are. And you know what? These groups, and I've described who these people are, these groups need to check themselves. Because remember I said to you, taking it back to the Harry and Meghan thing, mm. I feel like we're in a we're in a period of real change mm. where people aren't standing for no damn status quo. <laughs> Tables mm. are going to be shook. Mm. So let's just leave it there. Mm. 2020, we move. <laughs> we and out. That note, we're going to go home. But thank you for joining us, guys. Hopefully you will tune in to us next week let us know your thoughts let us know your comments on our topics and we will see you soon bye